but getting a terrific start is the pole green, man. Green, 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 green. Christian Lungard got a flyer of a start, and Palo is going with him on the inside. A lot of cars protecting up against the concrete wall. Drivers right now, they fan out five wide, and it's Alex Palo challenging Lungard, but having to back out. Look at Jack Harvey. There's problems further back, though. Palo's in some trouble. He is stuck in the middle of that field. Graham Rahal looks like he's Graham got Rahal. damage to the right rear. A lot of chaos there in turn one and two. We've seen it before, but everyone's still pointing in the right direction as they file through the 5-6 chicane. Two wide. There's a car going wide. That's Stingray Rob. So, Pelot tucks into second behind. The race leader, Harvey, was really good there. Rosenquist has been pushed back to fourth. Then his teammates. So, three R and McLaren. Chevy's all in a row. And teammates the... here. Rossi in a ward side by side. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good work. Rossi got around there. No problem. Stayed on track. Pelot for the lead of the race on the opening lap. Alex Pillow in the 10, the American Legion Honda. Big trouble amongst the teammates. David Malukas, Stingray Rob. What has happened to these two young guys? Well, let's see what happened here. Malukas on the outside of McLaughlin. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, he came right across. Arrow McLaren Chevrolets. Let's go back to racing here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Look at Alexander Rossi. He is hungry and on the prowl. Drafting up behind Jack Harvey. Looking to the inside now. Harvey, will he defend? Certainly Pelot does. Harvey runs deep, really deep on the brakes with a massive lockup and makes the turn. Here he comes. Alexander Rossi ducks out of that. Custom Entertainment, Honda, and up alongside Jack Harvey and into third place. Makes very swift work of it. The black, yellow, and blue machine there. Colton Herter on the inside of Marcus Erickson. Kyle Kirkwood hits Will Power and turns him around. Scott, excuse me, Will Power drove Kyle Kirkwood pretty wide at the exit there. Kirkwood on the grass makes it hard for him to control his car. Has not had a race victory since Mugello in Italy in 2020. He's fighting for his very first IndyCar win here against an IndyCar champion in Alex Pelot, who goes to the lead again in this race. James, do I get the feeling that Lungard waited you know, maybe one lap too far? Look at that right front starting to cord up. Take a look at this on pit stop rotation. Pato Award, Alex Pelot, Christian Lungard. Three youngsters in the NTT IndyCar Series all fighting it out at the front of this field. This is awesome. They're 18th or 21st. Here comes Palo. Palo on the left of your screen inside Graham Rahal. Fairly straightforward into turn one. But Dixon's all about getting what is available and not pushing for the impossible. Kevin, here comes Rossi for his last stop. Look, look right, look right. Look who's coming. Here comes Colton Herter. Here comes a team car. There goes Lungard. And Rossi will cycle back out behind Christian Lungard and take the fight to him. Two different tire types there. Primaries versus the alternates on Rossi's car. Let's see how this shakes out for Alexander over these final 20 laps. This podium spot, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen as Rossi makes his move. Finally. The patience, the persistence has paid off. Lungard tries to respond, but he can't. Rossi's got him and he's gone. He's going to try to line him up here on the outside of turn seven. Switch back, switch back. Tries it once, thinks about it, goes for it. Felix Rosenquist into the top five. Oh, blows it, blows it, goes long under the grass. Here goes Rosenquist for a second bite at Colton Herter. 
And it was a bad run. Oh, was, oh, they called blocking on the 26. He had to give that spot up. So that's what Colton Herta did there, timed it right. Here goes Dixon now. Dixon lines up Colton Herta. Jumps on the inside, heading down into turn one. So another position for Scott Dixon as he continues his surge forward, forward surge from ninth up to sixth. And look at this. Alex Pillow comes onto the front straight here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Alex Pillow wins the GMR Grand Prix in Indy for Chip Ganassi Racing in the American Legion Honda. Good job, boys. Thank you so much. Alex Pillow, the winner at Indianapolis at the Grand Prix. Watch the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500, Sunday, May 28th at 11 a.m. on NBC. Derek, you're muted. Look at that. That whole time I was muted. But uh, welcome to uh, episode number 26 of the Push to Pass podcast. I am Derek Vance and joining me uh, as uh, usual, uh, running a, a, a little bit behind due to uh, having to uh, be an adult. Uh, Josh is here with us. Uh, Josh, uh, what a uh, interesting race on on Saturday. I know uh, Friday uh, we were both out at the uh, track for uh, practice and qualifying. Uh, a lot of uh, names, interesting names, uh, were uh, top of the uh, leaderboard there, uh, specifically Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, and uh, Christian Lungard. Uh, but uh, Saturday, what a dominating performance uh, by one uh, Alex Pillow. Oh yeah, uh, big <clears throat> big shout out to Polo for pulling off the uh, pulling off the impressive, uh, almost dominating win. Uh, he looked uh, he looked strong on Friday in um, in qualifications. That's why I chose him. Uh, I know you uh, you went out on a on a limb and uh, chose uh, chose Marcus uh, Armstrong, but uh, which I commend you for. That would have been an awesome pick if he would have uh, been able to pull it off. But uh, I just thought uh, Polo over the last couple couple races has just looked dominant, <clears throat> and uh, I think he's out to prove something this uh, this coming May that uh, he can't that he's going to win this 500 and uh, the road course win is a is a good catalyst uh, you know catapult towards that. Uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and uh, uh, out at the track uh, today, <laughs> obviously uh, everything got uh, washed out. And uh, right after uh, practice was canceled, uh, lo and behold, uh, the sun came out and it stopped uh, uh, raining. Uh, we'll have some interviews uh, later on, uh, audio portion uh, of uh, of the interviews uh, from some of the drivers I was able to catch up with during the uh, media bullpen session. But getting back to uh, to the race on Saturday, uh, you are absolutely uh, correct there. Um, and uh, let's get let's break that uh, that race down uh, a little bit. Um, 
here's gonna we'll, we'll pull up uh, uh, the uh, the uh, results rather uh, one through sixteen. Uh, but uh, but before we do that, as you said, uh, Alex Pillow, what a, a dominating performance, uh, as you said there uh, on on Saturday. Uh, article if you go over uh, to and I haven't mentioned this a lot but um, I got the opportunity to uh, a, to be able to write for uh, last word on sports on their uh, their motorsports page uh, for IndyCar uh, thank them for that uh, there may be big things uh, for this podcast when it comes to uh, last word on sports as well uh, just have to see how that plays out but uh, the story is up over there like I said last word on sports uh, if yesterday's practice, speaking of, of uh, Friday and uh, today's uh, G- uh, GMR Grand Prix or any indication of how Alex Pillow's month of May is going to go, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as, as Josh just said, uh, he's going to be due for greatness. After taking control of the race at lap 62, uh, Pillow, who started uh, P3 in his number 10 American Legion Honda, used a combination of speed and strategy uh, to outpace uh, Pato Award by over 16 seconds. Yeah, what a, you know, we, when we talk about dominating, yeah, uh, Alex Pillow uh, had a 16 second lead there on the last lap, taking the checkered flag. Uh, also, not only did he have a 16 second lead, uh, but he led 52 of the 85 laps uh, to capture his first victory in 2023 at the GMR Grand Prix on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course on Saturday. A uh, quote from Pillow, uh, we honestly knew we had a fast car since uh, uh, P1 at uh, first practice on Friday, Pillow said. The car has been amazing all weekend. Once we knew we were starting on reds, which is the uh, Firestone alternate tires uh, for people that are unfamiliar with that, I think we knew we were going to be in the fight for the win. Amazing work by these guys. I just had Pillow just had to execute. Uh, following Pillow on the podium was award in his number five Chevrolet with Errol McLaren teammate and 2016 uh, Indianapolis 500 winner as a rookie. Uh, Alexander Rossi in the number seven Chevrolet uh, finishing P3. Uh, Josh, it is worth noting um, that this is Rossi's first podium finish uh, with his new Errol McLaren team. Uh, Poll winner, uh, Christian Lungard, who we talked about uh, a little bit uh, earlier uh, in his number 45 uh, Hyvie Honda uh, finished P4 and then rounding out the top five again. Uh, what a day for uh, for Arrow McLaren. Uh, the uh, the other Arrow McLaren entry, Felix Rosenquist, uh, in his number six NTT data machine, uh, finished uh, P5. Uh, during the first 60 plus laps of the race, uh, a handful of drivers swapped to position one on the 14 turn 2.4 mile road course. Uh, teams throughout the day were trying to hit the exact tire and fuel strategy uh, that would best work for them. And obviously it was uh, the uh, number 10 crew. Uh, for uh, for Pillow, uh, when Rossi turned over the lead to the aforementioned Pillow on lap 62, uh, due to needing to uh, pit, uh, Josh, that's when basically Pillow uh, uh, give the the double barrel uh, per se to the rest of the field uh, when he worked on extending his uh, lead uh, lap by lap. A quote from Award here: uh, "Hats off to them." Awards Award said of Polo and the Chip Canassi Racing team. I just think they were extremely strong today. Uh, they really were for us. We're two, three, and five as a team, and that's pretty. Uh, he's paraphrasing here. Frickin' 
Yes, he used the word freaking phenomenal. Uh, these guys gave us a great race car. We're kind of just running our own race today. We were fighting with Lungard and all of his all of and all of us teammates. Once I got clear, I had to minimize the gap I had to Alex, but I think they were just very strong today. We were just hanging out there at the end, not trying to destroy our Reds. Uh, with Pillow winning today's race, he moves into the top spot in the NTT IndyCar Series point standings, six points ahead of award. And then, uh, Josh, next up is the big one, the big enchilada, uh, the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday, May 27th. So, again, uh, Pod, you got you to feel for a, a award here for a minute, Josh. Uh, again, playing the bridesmaid. Uh, St. Petersburg uh, has the the engine malfunction. Uh, that's uh, you know one in a hundred chance of happening. And then uh, you uh, we go to Texas where um, uh, the caution comes out on the last lap. He has to play bridesmaid again. And now uh, playing bridesmaid on uh, this past Saturday. So you definitely got a feel for award. Uh, but uh, listening to his. Uh, comments uh after the uh, race for it's it's it, it's surprising josh that he is so again and he may just be putting on a front here but he is so content with with finishing second finishing podiums and and to him he knows that that race win is going to come when's it going to come you know time will only tell but right now he is having so much fun playing the bridesmaid, which it, that, that shocks me. You know, it does shock me a little bit too. I mean, he's, he's a very competitive guy. Um, but I do, but I think he also sees the bigger picture. Uh, yes, he, he's fit. He's finishing second to second in a lot of these races, but he's also finishing the races, you know, he's, he's finishing up there high and he sees that, uh, he, I think he sees that, you know, later on down the road, that's going to pay dividends, you know, he's going to pick up that big win sooner or later. I feel it in my bones. But um, right now, I think he is just – he's content. He's sitting back. He's He's been in uh, either first, second, or third in the standings this entire year. And if he just stays in that position, I think he, he'll he'll uh, have himself at the end of the year, he'll have himself in line to be able to take that, uh, that NTT IndyCar uh, Series championship for the year. Yeah, like like I said, it, it was just shocking to me how content he was uh, with with getting podiums and and finishing second. Uh, but he does believe that 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 win's going to come, and it's going to be interesting to see Josh when that win does come. What is that going to do for him? Because you know we, we see how well how consistent that uh, Polo has ran this year so far. You know, finishing second um, at three races so far. But what is that going to do to his confidence when he does break through that glass ceiling and um, picks up that first win? Definitely going to be interesting to see that the confidence boost uh, that that gives him that that get, you know the confidence boost that the team has to have. You know, you had three cars uh, finishing uh, in the in the top five, two of them finishing on podium. So if you want to look at a team, you know, obviously outside of, of Chip Canasti and Alex and Alex Pillow, that's got momentum going into the 500. Uh, I don't think you can look any further than Zach Brown and, and the, uh, the the drivers over there at Arrow McLaren. Oh, definitely. And um, 
<clears throat> even though he he tr he drives for uh, Chip Ganassi right now, uh, Zach Brown's got to be just loving the fact that Alex Pillow is having a fantastic season because uh, he uh, he most likely is going to be in an Aero McLaren car next year. Now, is he going to be in IndyCar or is he going to be racing somewhere else? We haven't actually figured that out yet, but um, it's uh, it's it's got to be a great time for Zach Brown. I mean, he's they're they're relatively newcomers to the uh, to the sport, but they are just it's like gangbusters. They've come on, and the amount of the amount of success they've had in such a short time is just is just flabbergasting. I mean, just I, I mean, if you if they were if Polo could have would have been able to go to uh, Aero McLaren this year, they would have uh, you would have had probably what three or four of the top five. Would have all been Aero McLaren cars this year in this race. Well, I, I think if 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 Polo was able to get out of that uh, binding contract, which which <laughs> I, I think we all learn now what 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 really is a contract. Um, I honestly don't believe that Polo. Well, no, I don't think. I think Rosenquist would have been the one that got squeezed out. Um, if if Polo had the ability to get out of that contract, which we both talked about, and there was we, we didn't see a way out legally, but if if there would have been a way, I believe, for Polo to get out of get underneath of that contract and get out of it, I I strongly believe Rosenquist, as much as it was campaigned for him to be able to have that seat this year, I I want to say Rosenquist would have been the, would have been the the uh, weakest link in that chain. And I think he would have gotten squeezed out of an IndyCar ride. What if he had ended up somewhere else in the Errol McLaren family of drivers? I, I think I absolutely believe that. But I think Rosenquist would have gotten squeezed out, as unfortunate as that is, and Pillow would have um, would have taken that uh, that seat. But uh, we do have uh, the the top sixteen uh, up there on the board on the board on the screen. So uh, let's go over this uh, again. Uh, the race winner was Alex Pillow. Um, and he led a, uh, a race total, a race, a race, yeah, race total of 52 laps. And then it was a Opato Award had two, uh, uh, led two laps. Alexander Rossi led three laps. Christian Lungard, your pole sitter, had thir led 13 laps. Uh, Felix Rosenquist, three laps. Scott Dixon, three laps. And then seventh was Joseph Newgarden. Uh, the defending Indianapolis 500 champion, Marcus Erickson, led two laps. He finished eighth. Uh, Colton Herta finished ninth. And then Graham Rahal. Uh, what a run again for uh, Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. Uh, you'll be able to hear him uh, later on in, in tonight's show. Uh, he finished uh, P10. And then uh, Roman Roman Grosjean, uh, Will Power, Renus VK, Kyle Kirkwood, Marcus Armstrong, and Scott McLaughlin round out the top sixteen. And then the back half: uh, Devlin D. Francesca, Callum Eilat, Connor Daly, and uh, Jack Harvey finished twentieth, twenty-first. Augustin Campapino, twenty-second. Elio Castroneves, twenty-third. Santino Ferrucci. 24th, Benjamin Peterson, 25th, Simon Pagano, and then 26th, David Malukas, and then finishing last, rookie Stingray Rob at number 27. So 
That is your uh, look at the results uh, from this uh, last race we just had. Now let's take a look at the point standings because a lot of things have changed uh, since we since we did take a last look at this. Uh, Alex Pillow with his win on Saturday takes over the points lead with 174 points, and then it's Alex, and then it's excuse me, Pato Award, Marcus Erickson, Roman Grosjean, Scott McLaughlin. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon, Will Power, Christian Lungard, and Kyle Kirkwood round out your top 10. Then it's Alexander Rossi, Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, Callum Eilat, Graham Rahal, David Malukas, Marcus Armstrong, Renus VK, Augustin Campino, and Elio Castroneves round out your top 20. 21, Jack Harvey, Santino Ferrucci, Simon Pagano, Connor Daly, Devlin DeFrancesca, Stingray Rob, and Benjamin Peterson round out the top 27. Uh, let's uh, let's switch gears here a little bit, Josh, and let's go to some of the interviews that we were able to gather uh, after the race on Saturday. First, we will start with the race winner, Alex Pillow. All right, so race done here, and finally, first win of 2023. Super happy, super proud. It was an amazing race. Uh, we won by a big margin, which is cool. A win is a win, but if you have a big margin, was uh, it feels even better. So first win with the American Legion, we did feel super special being here in IMS, and it just feels uh, everybody with energy, every all the crews, all the engineers, myself uh for for the big race so yeah we'll go for it thank you all right uh in the gp done uh finished with p5 uh top five for the whole team uh part of p2 alex p3 so big congrats to to them and the whole team uh that's a massive statement going into may and uh, i think in indycar it's kind of rare to do that uh, personally i wasn't super pleased for how the race went i thought though could have been better, but uh, hey, you know, it, it's, it's a P5 uh, starting P2. It, it's not terrible, but uh, I feel like this track is still a bit of a mystery for me in the race, but uh, we will uh, we'll keep uh, pushing and uh, in general, uh, big smiles going into 500. Yeah, definitely a pretty rough day, you know, um, going all the way back to 16th or 17th, the first couple of laps, we got caught up in an accident in one, and another one in seven, and another one in uh, two and four and five later on. So, uh, you know, the regain the car was very fast. You know, we kind of um, really got through the traffic, which I was, um, but yeah, six was it. I think if we had another step, we could definitely make it to a podium. So, you know, just a shame that the Fiesta Bank uh, number nine was super fast. Um, didn't quite get what we needed today. Hey everybody, um, racing day for the two car for the seven. I think our potential was on the podium. We probably could have snagged a third there at the end. Just had a, uh, a tough final pit stop, but you know the team did an amazing job. And, you know, we had a, a pretty decent car, so um, we would have loved the podium. But we'll take the seventh. We're rolling to you know the big show here on the on the oval, and, and hopefully have a, a great day. But thanks to Snap On Chevy, all of our partners. Um, it's good showing, good warm up for the, for the big show. Like I said. Yeah, a bit of a tough day for us. Uh, ended up P24, uh, which could be a bit better. Um, we changed a lot of things across the day. Didn't really put us in the right direction, um, but hopefully the race pace will be a bit better tomorrow and we can only move forwards. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of 
interesting day. Lots of work, lots of things changed. Um, sometimes it's like that. We finished at P21 today. I'm very happy with the race, with the weekend. Of course, I, I we want more, but at the end of the day, uh, I did my my best race at the moment so far. And now we are focusing on, on 8500. Really happy to be here and go for more. Long day. Long day for us, uh, AJ Foy Racing. You know, we were having a really solid day. Probably would have wound up with a pretty easy top 15, but racing, uh, Will Nut just came off uh, when we put the gun down. So that happens, happens to the best of us. So um, other than that, car was really strong. So looking forward to getting back out to the next road course. But uh, now we got the 500. Hey, Ben from Peterson, uh, driver of number 55, uh, AJ Foyt, Team Chevy Car. Tough day. Uh, we were super fast, honestly. Um, I think we were the seventh fastest lap time, super fast average lap time, whole race. So, unfortunately, uh, went four laps down in the start due to uh, yeah the radio just giving us issues and this the rule of station we can't go up, be out there if the radio is not sorted. So, big. Uh, Big bummer, just because of the fact that we were we were really fast, and uh, I think the potential to be top twelve was there, starting from P twenty three. So yeah, we're we're making huge gains from a driving perspective and car, uh, which is the most important thing. We just gotta get all the other little details right. All right, unfortunately that was a very short race for us. I think we managed to do a lap and a half somewhere around there. And the most unfortunate part about it was that it was teammates. Uh, you know, and I, I, nothing against Stingray. Obviously, never would have meant to do that. I think he just was battling Grosjean and, and kind of mistimed his, his breaking run there. And, uh, and unfortunately, I was collected in it and T-boned. But, you know, we move on. I mean, overall, I... You know, we had a good start and, you know, maybe we could have find something in the setup, but it kind of set up the entire weekend from practice to the end. We were having a tough weekend. It was kind of a bad spell for us and, uh, yeah, we couldn't really kind of get it together. But, I mean, all eyes now, I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with Stingray. I'm going to go talk to him, make sure he's not feel bad or anything. And we move on for the 500 and I'm pretty sure there we will have a very good car and I think morale is going to be very high and the team's going to get back together. So, I'll see you at the 500. That's not what we're looking to do. Uh, rule number one, don't make contact with your teammate. And that's on me today. You know, if any of the factors were different, it probably would have been a different scenario. But uh, we have both cars parked in the garage and the race is still going on. So, unfortunate day. Super sorry to the team. Um, yeah, I mean, like, all, all the variables were just in the wrong order today. So, uh, not, not what we're looking to do. Not the kind of day that we want. Not the day that uh, this team deserves. So, that's on me. And uh, we'll, we'll move on. We're on track for the 500 coming up this next week, so looking forward to getting fast and turning left. Huge thank you to uh, all of the uh, drivers uh, that uh, gave us some uh, some remarks there uh, after the uh, race on Saturday. Uh, Josh, I know you've attended uh, many races out at the track uh, as a 
spectator. Uh, curious to uh, to get your thoughts and 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 share them with the uh, with, with the audience there. Uh, what was it like uh, being able to uh, uh, be a part of the media? I know uh, we walked around the garage uh, uh, a few times and uh, hung out up in in the uh, media center there. Uh, tell the audience a little bit what it was like getting a different perspective. You know, once from a fan's perspective, now uh, a member of the uh, accredited media. Well, that's an interesting, <clears throat> it's an interesting thing. Uh, being up in the media center, uh, yeah, I know you told me I was going, one of my biggest things about, uh, being a spectator is unless you are actually, I don't think there's anywhere on the track where you can see the entire track. Uh, but up in the media center, you can see the, if you, I mean, you have to kind of stand up and look, but you can see the entire track. You can see everything, you know, uh, it's it's an interesting uh, interesting thing. You know, the media room is massive, uh, massive, and it's luxurious. Uh, I do think it's kind of interesting. There's for uh, for that whole media center. There's only one elevator going up and down, so uh, you got to wait a little bit sometimes if there's a lot of people coming up. But uh, so many so many different cultures uh, going on in there. I saw I heard at least four or five different languages. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of cameramen going around taking pictures. It's it was really cool. Uh, I had never actually been um, into the garage area, so that was uh, that was one of the neat things that I got to that we got to do. Um, got to see one of the drivers uh, drive by on their scooter, uh, which uh, if you would have told me that was a driver, I would have been like, he's too short. But then I also have to remember you can't be too tall to make it to sit in these cars because these are. Uh, those cockpits are probably really, really thin and really, really, uh, really short. So, uh, <clears throat> my overall experience is fun. Um, I can't wait to, uh, wait to get back out there again. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll be able to make it back out there. Uh, probably carb day, but, uh, we will, uh, we're, we're going to have a great time and I just can't wait to see what, uh, what it's like being in the, being there during the race, uh, during the 500. You know, the, the media center was not completely, it was not empty, but it was not uh, filled to the brim like I think it's going to be come race day. Yeah, um, there'll definitely be a, a lot more uh, media coverage uh, the closer we get uh, to uh, to race day, obviously. And then uh, I know there'll be a lot of people there for uh, for carb day. Definitely have to get out uh, amongst the uh, the people. Uh, there, but uh, all in all, um, I thought uh, you know Saturday. Uh, I, I was a little worried uh, going into Saturday, especially looking at the uh, weather, uh, what uh, what we were going to get. But I think Josh, we got awful lucky. I think Friday and Saturday uh, to be able to get uh, uh, qualifying in because you know we both looked at the weather, especially for Friday, and we thought it was definitely going to be a washout. Uh, like uh, the opening day of practice was uh, today. So I think we got awful lucky in uh, in that aspect of things uh, to be able to uh, get qualifying in, uh, obviously get the race in uh, without uh, weather uh, changing the, the dynamic of the race. Oh, definitely. You know, as, as I was sitting at work on Friday, uh, we were talking back and forth over, uh, over some chats and, I said, uh, come about one o'clock, it was just going to look like it was going to downpour, uh, according to the meteorologists. But, uh, and once again, as the meteorologists, uh, are, they're completely wrong. A lot of times, one of the only jobs where you can be right 10% of the time during your job and still keep your job. 
but uh, thank God it did. Uh, it's it held off. I know when we were out walking around, it started uh, pouring, pouring just a tiny bit, but it uh, luckily wasn't able wasn't enough to affect the um, to affect the track. I know it was a little bit cooler on Friday, so those uh, those lap times were were a bit uh, off because of the cold weather, because of the cool track. But uh, watching the uh, watching how they do the um, the qualifying for the road course was interesting. You know how they had that. I think it was what three, three different, three different groups to begin with. And then they got it down to the 16. Then they got down to the fast six and just, uh, just listening to listening to the, listening to the announcer talk to talk about how, um, Oh, the time's out, but uh, you know, this driver's still on a good pace and he's got one more chance to go. That was really interesting. I had never seen uh, qualifying like that. I've always seen just you know, one one car going around doing their best time. They have two laps, but uh, it was interesting. Yeah, what uh, what Josh is referring to there is the the qualifying. If you're unfamiliar with it, uh, they broke it down into uh, two different groups. You know, obviously with I think what twenty twenty six, uh, twenty seven cars. I can't remember what the the exact number is. They broke it down into uh, two groups, and then what they would do is they would take the uh, top, uh, what is the top six, I believe, from each group. Yep. Um, and then uh, they would advance. It's, it's kind of like a bracket system uh, for people that are unfamiliar. It's kind of like a bracket system. Uh, the top six would uh, advance to the next round, and then you'd have uh, round one, group two. They would go, and and, and what Josh is re- referring to a term, the on a flyer. That means they're on a, a, a timed lap. Uh, that uh, could be quick enough for uh, for the top spot. Uh, that second group, they'll take the top six out of that, and then those uh, 12 cars advance, and then what they'll do is they'll break those 12 cars down uh, to the Firestone Fast Six, and that is where uh, they uh, figure out uh, who's going to be uh, on pole uh, for, uh, for that race. So outside of the 500, and I think uh, Texas, uh, I believe, maybe maybe it's the Speedways, and, and maybe Mike, when he comes on here in, in a short, short minute, can uh, can uh, correct me here. I, I think it's just the, the Speedways, Texas um, Worldwide Technology Raceway and IMS. I think that's where they do the individual laps. Everything else that's a road course is, uh, you know, you have X amount of cars in Group A, uh, X amount of cars in uh, group B, but that's what uh, Josh was referring to. And uh, Christian Lungard uh, sat on pole. Um, great shot in the arm, not only for him, but for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan uh, racing. And uh, I believe uh, one of uh, uh, a guy Mike knows, uh, uh, Tony, put some money. And I think he put a lot of money, if, if memory serves me correctly, on Christian Lungard. And I see uh, Mike is acknowledging that. And uh, uh, I, I, I thought going into Sunday the way – uh, how fast Lungard was in in both practice sessions, and then obviously on qualifying, that uh, Tony may be setting himself up for a huge payday. Uh, but unfortunately, obviously, things just didn't come uh, to uh, to fruition. Uh, I do see that uh, Mike has joined us, so let me bring him in. And this is where my internet's going to crap out. Watch, but but Mike, yeah, uh, welcome back. Uh, interesting race on Saturday. Um, Alex Pillow, uh, it, it took me about 62 laps, but uh, he kind of gave the uh, double barrel, I think, to the rest of the field as he pulled away and uh, easily cruised uh, to his first victory in 2023. 
Yeah, man. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I, I was rooting. A little part of me was rooting for Tony. He had a he had a big bet on Lungard. He he called uh, him winning that race uh, in St. Pete. He called him winning uh, in the Indy GP. And, and man, he was looking real smart uh, when he put it on pole. Uh, and he was sitting there with uh, with a twenty five or twenty six to one uh, ticket on him. Um, but it was only a small tier because I had Pelo to win the race and hit another winner. So my bank account went way up, uh, hit another winner back to back. So uh, I was really happy about that. Um, had uh, hit, hit part of the podium as well and then uh, did pretty good on some matchups. Uh, I think I could have done uh, even better uh, as far as the matchups go if Kirkwood wouldn't have punted power. Um, but nonetheless, um, uh, a really another good week hit another winner uh and i'm i'm psyched to uh to uh to double it all down on some mini 500 bets which is usually uh the best betting opportunities and market and uh menu that we get all year for any car well, that's good yeah. to hear josh had glad you yeah go ahead uh, just uh, just to add, yeah, Josh hit it right on on Saturday on his race pick. He went with Alex Pillow. Um, I I, didn't, I had a feeling it was just I don't know what it was, but I I liked the way Armstrong was uh, during his practice sessions and qualifying. I, I kind of uh, I, I picked him to win the race. I, I kind of look like a fool now, uh, but uh, Josh hit it right on uh, on Saturday. And uh, yeah, yeah, Mike, I know you weren't there, but you could see how much Tony was gloating about uh, the, the bet he put on Lungard and how well he was feeling uh, going in uh, to that race on Saturday. Oh yeah. He felt good about that one and, and he was all about it. And I, I just kind of, look, I was on Palo the race before and, and I still thought he was going to be fast on the natural road courses uh, after Barber. He was, yeah, I thought he, I thought he could have won and should have won that race. So I was right back on him and right back on, on Pato. So um so yeah, it was it was a it was a good race, good race for me. And uh, again, like I said, ready ready to go for the uh, the five hundred here. Yeah, Mike, I uh, I I try I I kind of fell in love with uh, Armstrong. I mean, I cho I also chose Paulo to win in my pick, but I did put a bet on uh, Armstrong because Derek made me a believer, so I put him on. I think he was at uh, fifty to one. And uh, had my $9 bet gone, I'd have won like 425 But unfortunately, he crapped out on me, so I'm not going to listen to Derek anymore. Yeah, look, in any car, it's, 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 uh, it's about the big boys, and you have to kind of get used to watching the top of the board and betting the top of the board. And, yeah. and uh, every now and then, you know, you get um, some rookies sneaking in, but it's usually guys like you see some major pedigree like one of the biggest bets I ever I ever hit was a Colton Hurd of forty to one. Well, he, that's you know he doesn't get he's not he's not listed at forty to one anymore. That was uh, you know just basically you see some like mega talent coming up and and uh, you can sometimes grab those guys, but then they still need to be with a good team um, even and then they have to have the equipment at their hands. So um, you know same thing goes for for the five hundred. You know the, the not not going to be. You know, you can see long shots. I think when Helio won, I, I want to say he was in the 30s to one, 33 to one, potentially when he got his fourth, he kind of came out of nowhere for that one, you know, with Meyer Shank, little team that could there. So, you know, it, it does and can happen. Um, but, you know, hitting those long shots is, is tough. 
Um, if you liked Armstrong, like, you know, that's where, you know, you got to look for like T5 or look for matchups. Um, if you, if we see matchups, we should see a ton of matchups for this race. I, I hope we get what we've gotten in years past. I hope, I hope after qualifying this week, you know, I can refresh on Monday or Tuesday morning um, and see and just see uh, props and see matchups and see all types of bets and, and more than just Caesars all over all across all the sports books. Definitely. Uh, Mike, how, how bummed were you today uh, to not be able to uh, uh, see practice and see some of those, uh, you know, drivers get out there on, on the big track? Because I know you got a lot of things to uh, sort out uh, in between now and, and race Sunday. So were you bummed that uh, there wasn't any uh, uh, quality uh, track time today and then everyone has to wait till tomorrow um, at, uh, let me see the new uh, the schedule. Uh, the first installation laps are going to be ran uh, tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. And uh, rookie orientation is going to take place about 10 minutes after that. And then from noon to 6 p.m., uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get cars out on the track. But uh, I'm bummed today that uh, you didn't get to see anything and uh, it kind of you lost a day of, of preparation. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, I want to see the I want to see our boy RC Emerson at 300 to one. See, see what kind of see what kind of uh, laps he goes. But really, like. I guess what I care about in terms of the betting aspect of it is like the, this is the stuff that the sports books aren't paying any attention to. So all this information that we can gather by paying attention to, you know, what's going on on these, on these uh, install apps and these practices, you know, the sports books, I didn't even see them. I saw somebody said they pulled down some lines today, but otherwise all the lines are for the 500 are back up. They probably have not a slightest clue that there was a practice that was rained out today um i'm gonna be another one tomorrow so this is where like you can gather information that gives you a leg up on the sports book so it sucks you know, that we don't get a leg up on the sports book there are some guys like i'm i'm really curious to see get on the track and see what kind of times they put like you know i don't i don't care in terms of like the dixons and the awards and and you know i'm a little curious to see what the penske cars look like i'm but like what i'm really curious about is like guys like Kanan, you know who are in what i consider a fast team's car um marco oddly enough um i want to see what those guys are putting up um what kind of lap times and if they're keeping up or or and, and really i want to hear what their comments are afterwards you know i want to jump on twitter and uh and the internet and just kind of scour around and see what these guys are having to say uh, about their cars about the track about all types you know just pick up things here and there sometimes some guys are like some guys are brutally honest and they'll tell you like man I, this, it's a mess like i i'm feeling like i'm barely gonna put this thing in the wall and and uh, that's just a little cue for me to file away for for later that, hey, this guy's not going to qualify well and, and his number is going to go up. Don't bet him now and, and maybe look to fade him in matchups early on if I could with a driver who's happier going fast. So, you know, from a betting perspective, yeah, it's, it's information that I feel like I missed out on that the sports books wouldn't have known about. Um, otherwise, you know, they'll get it in. There'll be more. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait till tomorrow and, and check it out. And I'll. I'll have to pay attention to work and have one eye on the car. It, it, it's interesting you you brought up uh, RC, uh, friend of the show. Obviously, I was talking to him uh, today uh, while the the drops of rain fell, and, and actually, if you think about it, and, and he made a great point with them pushing things back till tomorrow. This works to his benefit. He gets more practice time according to him. So this, this, this rain out today may not be 
I mean, obviously we wanted to see cars out on the track, but for people like RC who were curious to see and, you know, talking to him this weekend, he really believes that the car that Able Motorsports has brought here. And if you haven't seen this car yet, uh, Mike, this is one sharp looking car. Um, and something else that, that I find rather interesting that RC was telling me when, when we met on Saturday, that it was eerie that every, when they fire everything up, the telemetry, all the data, everything in the car, it fired on the, the first try. That was that's something that really stuck out uh, to me too. When he said that, that everything it fit like, like a glove. So it's going to be interesting to see when he's able to get in that install lap. I'm really curious to see what that lap's going to look like because I, I've told I've told Josh this, and I've told anybody else that's going to listen with Bump Day. I truly believe that it's going to be there is a specific Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan racing car, and I hate to say it. I think Catherine leg is going to be the one that finds the short end of the stick here on bump day. I truly believe RC, if he is, if he is saying, if he's saying all the right things and he truly believes that this car is going to be fast, he's going to make the 500. Yeah. I wish we could bet on that. Um, in the future, we will be able to bet on that. Like I'm, I'm confident to say in the future, we'll be able to bet on things like that on qualifying and bump day, just like they do for F1 shooting F1. You can bet on practices. Um, and I know a lot of guys that make a lot of good money betting just squarely on practices, um, just by getting information. But yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't think he's getting bumped. If you want me to make a bold bump prediction, uh, I'll, I'll bump Brian Hunter Ray. Um, I think that he's could be in trouble after that, Catherine, Augustine, and uh, maybe you know, maybe one of the I think the, uh, you know, the ILOC cars, I think those guys would be okay. They've shown speed before. So, yeah, leg, uh, Catherine, I think, is in trouble. And I think the dryer, dryer rival cars are, are in trouble. So if I if I was able to bet on it, that's that's what I'd be on those numbers. I think you'd probably be a good number of Ryan Hunter Ray getting bumped. But we'll see. It'll be fun. It's nice to have somebody get – it's nice to have bumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I couldn't say it better. I'm glad to see we're having bump day and we're able to get uh, as many entries uh, to the 500 uh, as we can because it's it's definitely been a uh, long time long time coming. Uh, that's for sure, uh, uh, Mike. Anything else uh, that you want to add? I know, like I said, you got a few weeks to uh, uh, to prepare. I'm sure you're going to be closely watching uh, fast practice on Friday, and then uh, all eyes uh, go to uh, Saturday and Sunday. Those uh, qualifying sessions are definitely going to be uh, uh, edgier seat uh, uh, television, uh, to say the least. Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm excited about it. I would, you know, anybody that's looking to do some betting, like remember the, the lines are going to change dramatically after qualifying, depending on who puts what car where. If you think somebody's going to do well, um, now's the time to, to maybe grab them. You know, I grabbed a ward at seven to one. In me, my mind, he's my favorite. Um, I also have a Dixon bet at nine to one. Um, grabbed Rossi a while back at 25 to one. I think that's gone now, though um and those are the the kind of the bets i also have rosenquist at 33 to 1 so i got a couple of small unit bets on those four drivers um you know otherwise i'm going to be waiting for some of the props you know my favorite prop uh, probably one of my biggest money makers is is um uh driver under eight and a half grid spots to win the race 
I can't wait to see what they price that at and give that again. I have a funny feeling. I'm worried that it's going to be driver at, you know, seven and a half or six and a half and not eight and a half. Um, so basically if you start, you know, in the top eight, you're going to win the race and, and history says that that's the case. And usually sports book price that wrong and jump on that one. So the second I see that, um, you better believe I'll be betting the under on that. Um, so I'm going to save most of my money for, for after qualifying and, and see what kind of numbers get out there. But if you do want to bet now, just know that the numbers are going to change. If you think a driver, you know, drivers, maybe not going to put it like, if you think an award, one of the favorites award Dixon, New Garden are not going to qualify well, or maybe qualify six, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth instead of one, two, three, four. You know, those seven to ones may turn into ten to eleven to one. So you want to wait um, on that if that's if that's what your hypothesis is. So, um, so yeah, take a look, grab those numbers. You may you, those numbers still may be out there too while practices are going on before qualifying. So watch, listen, and learn, and then uh, and then hopefully next week, you know, we have a full menu uh, of of bets to to look at and talk about. Yeah, I hope so too. I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a good thing, and we can uh, actually actually bring on and hopefully we can bring up a graphic and talk about some of those prop bets that are most likely going to be there. Awesome, can't wait. All right, guys. Well, I'll, we'll uh, uh, enjoy the weekend, enjoy qualifying, enjoy the track when you guys are out there, and uh, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk more soon. Getting ready for it. Excited. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Good stuff uh, there, Josh. Uh, good stuff indeed. And uh, while uh, Mike was, uh, you know, going over that last-minute uh, info for people, uh, I- interesting uh, graphic that uh, just came through on Twitter. Uh, one of the uh, uh, individuals that follows IndyCar, uh, Brian Fretch, uh, or F- uh, Fredrich, excuse me, on Twitter at five hundred Indy nineteen eleven just put out his way too early qualifying predictions for the Indianapolis 500. Uh, the, he thinks that the Scott Dixon is going to get the pole. Okay. Can you guess who this individual here thinks is going to get bumped out of the uh, 35 or 33 qualifying positions? Just because he's done not very good this year. Rob stingray, Rob. No. Catherine Leg. Oh, well, there you go. Great minds think alike. Yep, Catherine Leg. So definitely going to be interesting to see. I know, Josh. I know you have to be excited uh, for uh, for Bump Day, just like uh, we, just like I am. Uh, glad to see that uh, we were able, like I said earlier, to get uh, thirty four cars uh, here. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we're only going to have a field of thirty three. Uh, I did talk about, Josh, uh, the uh, media session uh, today that we had out at the track. Unfortunately, there was uh, zero laps uh, turned for this opening practice, so everything's going to get bumped back to tomorrow. Uh, But I was able uh, to uh, get some interviews uh, with with a few drivers during the uh, media bullpen session. Um, These are just going to be audio, so I'm going to uh, flip this over. Uh, I know this is going to say uh, news and notes. I, I get that. Uh, but I'm going to try because I, I, again, I've, I've never, I've never done an audio only interview on here. Um, I figured out how to put it on here, but I don't know if, if, if we're going to be able to pick this up. So uh, hopefully uh, we were able, everybody's able to hear this. Uh, the first interview we have uh, comes from uh, the four time 
Indianapolis 500 uh, winner going for the, as he says, the drive for five and an Elio Castro Nevis. So hopefully uh, we're able to uh, hear this audio. Here with uh, Elio Castroneves. Elio, um, it's been a rough start this season. I think there's no way to uh, deny that. Uh, first, let's talk about that. And then uh, everybody's been asking you the uh, drive for five. Curious to hear what the legacy would be if you could pull that off. Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here, of course. If I didn't believe it, if I didn't know that the team is capable of doing, I wouldn't take a chance. And I feel that's uh, it's very much uh, in hand. What would it mean not only to you but to the race team? Obviously, you'd get that shot in the arm if you were able to uh, pull it off. But what would that mean to you, obviously, and to the race team in general? Yeah, would it, would it, would it just prove that um, this place is magical. And um, what we did uh, in 2021, it's, it was a pure talent of everyone, um, of the team, of the mechanics, of the setups. And, of course, uh, I would love to uh, to give as well that race is very crucial and for a moment you're like yes you know top of the world and and then as it passed by you just got to continue that's the hardest part that's why I keep it in business because I love what I do and I want to prove to myself that I uh, we can we can rise again uh, Elio thank you for your time and uh, good luck in the race thank you here with uh, Elio Castroneves here with uh, Graham Rahal. Graham, first and foremost, uh, talk about what it would be like for you and the team. You know, obviously a little bit of momentum after the Grand Prix, but what would it be like to win the 500? Well, uh, you know, I think we say year in and year out, but it's, uh, you know, it, it changes your world. And so for me, you know, to get the opportunity to uh, to join my dad on the Borg Warner would be a very special thing. But, um, you know, we've got a lot of work ahead of us uh, to be done before we get to that point. Uh, but I do feel like we, we're a very focused group right now. I do think there is some good momentum after the Grand Prix, and you know, hopefully we can uh, put it to good use here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something else, obviously, I just uh, talked to you about, uh, I want to talk about. Uh, I may be outside of you on this series, the biggest uh, Ohio State football guy. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, just growing up in Columbus, I mean, I'm a diehard. You know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's Columbus is... is is, is uh, football mecca, and for me, Ohio State is, outside of racing, you know, one of the most important things in my life. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can, can I have a good year ahead of us. Expectation? Expectation's always high, <laughs> both personally and for Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. Graham, uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, good luck in the race. Thank you. Here with Will Power. Will, uh, talk about your season a little bit. I know a lot of, a lot of ups and downs so far this year. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been pretty good, actually. I like right there in the points still. Uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty happy after Barber. Not the best result on the road course, but pretty happy not to stall it, keep going, get back to 12. That steering wheel, you know where that was made? Toowoomba. I, I designed that, yeah. That, that one? Yeah, that was made in Toowoomba back in 07. And then they took that design. It's pretty cool. So you like the you like the logo? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Will, I know uh, you know this is the uh, home track per se, and uh, Team Pinsky hasn't had the best of luck here. Uh, talk about what it would be like to win one for uh, for the captain. 
Yeah, it would be, uh, yeah, oh, man, big deal to win, win another one. Yeah, we've struggled the last three years, and we've certainly worked hard to close that gap. It's kind of excited to see where we stack up here uh, on qualifying day. Speaking of qualifying day, uh, what uh, expectations, what are you looking for? I'm just so hard to tell. Like, last year, just got in the top 12. I'm really hoping that we've... I mean, to challenge for the pole would be amazing. And I don't know if we can. I don't know if we've been able to close the gap that much. But uh, that, that that would be a great effort by the team if we could. Will, thank you for your time and good luck. Yeah, thank you. Here with Will. A huge thank you to uh, Elio Castroneves, uh, Will Power, and uh, Graham Rahal for uh, stopping by. Uh, Josh, I did the uh, Graham Rahal spot uh, just for you because I knew you would like it. But uh, uh, one interesting thing about about Will Power before we we get on out of here, it, it's tough to interview him because he he doesn't give you a lot. And what I mean by that is is he doesn't give you a lot of content. He, you know, you ask a question, he's straightforward. Uh, he answers the question. He don't give you the extra content. Um, and it was interesting to see. And if you get the opportunity, uh, you know, this guy, Bob Kravitz, uh, who wrote for the star, uh, writes for the athletic and he is doing a piece on the more comical side of, of, uh, willpower and, he was interviewing uh, Elio Castroneves before he came over to us, and he he was doing everything he could to try to get uh, funny stories out of Elio about uh, about Will Power. But uh, uh, again, huge thank you to all of those drivers that uh, stopped by. Definitely enjoyed it, and uh, look forward to bringing uh, more content here uh, as the uh, month of May uh, is now unfolding here uh, before our eyes. But. Uh, Josh, I think uh, unless you got anything else to add over there, uh, we did this in under an hour. Can you believe that? Did this ah. under an hour? I can't believe it. Uh, it's it's weird uh, being able to go to bed this early. Um, only thing I have to say: How long has it been since Ohio State beat Michigan? Oh, uh, just remember, if you see Graham, you may, you ask him that question later on and you just let you him know what I will. You know what? I will. I will allow you uh, to do that. I will. Uh, oh. I will not bring up that uh, that two years of painful memories. I will allow you uh, to do that. But uh, yeah, uh, like I said, a huge thank you not only to uh, the drivers that we were able to talk to after the race on Saturday, uh, but huge thank you to, uh, to those three, uh, that, uh, stopped by that, uh, we were able to, um, uh, bring you a, uh, content, uh, their interview and their thoughts as they, uh, prepare for the 500. Uh, like I said, tomorrow, uh, we're going to have, uh, the, uh, intro lap there at 10 AM. Uh, and then uh, we'll have cars on the, on the track there, uh, from noon to 6 PM. I definitely can't wait to see what, uh, what lap times are turned and, uh, who, uh, who's going to, uh, uh, you know, we can give a little bit of an eyebrow race to when we go to take a look at that, uh, that first practice, those, uh, lap times. So, uh, Josh going into tomorrow, uh, storyline driver, you're going to pay close attention to, uh, when those uh, first lap times come out. 
Um, you know, the big three, the big, uh, big three, Alex Pillow, New Garden and, um, and award, see how they're doing. Um, I'll, uh, I'll also take, um, uh, take, take, take the advice of our betting guru and, um, yeah, go on Twitter and see what they're, uh, see what they, see what they have to say after they run those laps. Um, you know, Mike's a sage at this and he's got some very good advice, but, uh, those, those three are the ones I'm looking at most. Um, and, uh, I do, do truly think that those are the, those are the ones to beat this week, this, this, uh, this month. Yeah, obviously you can't, uh, you can't count out, uh, the big three there. Um, uh, you know, Chip Ganassi, uh, Team Pinsky, but uh, I, I'm I want to keep my eye on two things. One, uh, the the uh, trio, uh, I guess it's not what the uh, what a Uno dos straight quattro of entries from Arrow McLaren, especially with uh, Tony Kanaan. Going to be curious to see uh, momentum that uh, Arrow McLaren is going to be taking into this race. And then uh, you know our our buddy and uh, yeah. our driver analyst here, uh, RC, because I I really want to know. If, if he's if if what he's saying is true and, and if this car is bad fast uh, as they say uh watch out because he may uh shock some people uh with the lap times that he runs tomorrow uh in getting in this uh number 50 uh, able motorsports uh entry so with all that being said, going to be curious to see uh, what tomorrow does bring for us. Uh, pay attention to the uh, Push to Pass uh, podcast on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Uh, we will put out the uh, uh, times as we get them uh, as we can. I know uh, life does get in the way sometimes of that. Uh, and then uh, Friday, I know I'll be out there uh, for a couple hours. And then uh, Saturday is when uh, the real stuff uh, kicks off. Uh, with uh, the uh, opening time, opening day of qualifications on Saturday. So with all of that being said, uh, a huge thank you to everyone that stopped by. Uh, Mike, as always, thank you for the everything that he does, the knowledge that he brings. Uh, for myself, uh, Josh, and everyone behind the scenes here at the Push Pass podcast, we bid you adieu, and we will ba- be back in one week's time. Josh, believe it or not, we will be previewing the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. So until can't then, wait. as we, yep, I can't wait for sure. So until then, so long, everybody. <laughs>